0: Come to the stage right now, Put your hands together for Kevin! Welcome to the Unfunny Kevin Show. <clears throat> Fuck. Welcome to the Unfunny Kevin Show. I am your host, Kevin Melody. Happy Thanksgiving week. Um, a lot of you gave me good feedback about last week's episode, and I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, how are you? Did you survive your uh, week before Thanksgiving? Or are you excited for your Thanksgiving? I'm sorry it hasn't been uh, canceled. Um, You know, I hope you enjoy it. Enjoy seeing your families. Um, It's funny, my therapist was saying it's that Thanksgiving and Christmas and uh, like birthdays are kind of difficult for her clients because it's always like, I guess people have a lot of trauma surrounding those things. I don't necessarily have trauma surrounding those things, but then... I kind of like thought back to it and I was like, okay, what kind of, do I have trauma? Like, I I don't know. It's weird. Like it, when you, when you write jokes, I was, I was thinking, I was talking to my therapist actually about this. When you write jokes, like you look at yourself and you, for the most part, some people just like talking about airplanes. Like you just could be like a Jerry Seinfeld type and that's fine. Like you totally have a role. I'm not like that. Um, One of my favorite comedians uh, of all time was uh, George Carlin and a lot of Carlin stuff is like observation and it's like about you know the way he sees the world and um, just you know the issues he takes and I I like that I love observational comedy Um, but for me it's like all right I'm gonna pull from my insane cauldron of things and I like to do like a blend of observation but also like self-reflection and I have enough weird things to talk about myself so I look at, okay, well, like what's funny about Christmases I've had? So I sit there and I like, part of the beauty of writing is you get to sit there and go, okay, well, what do I want to write about? Okay, my Kevin Melody's Christmas experiences. So then you got to go and take every Christmas you can remember and then put them side by side. And then you start to figure out, okay, what's funny? Like, what can I pull from this? And so it's like, oh, well, you know, I remember when I was like six, my dad was, um, well, he was really drunk and, um, he, he passed out, uh, right after he danced on the roof, making hooves noises, uh, pretending he was a reindeer or something like that. I can go, okay, you know, that was nice. That was great. You know, it's like, okay, well, what's another one? All right, well, let's see. What's another good one? Um, one, one Christmas, I remember, my dad uh was trying to argue with my grandfather that even though i was seven it was okay that we stayed up till like two in the morning watching goodfellas um now again now (laughs) i think that's funny um there's a joke there, right? Like, there's a we can certainly carve out a joke out of that, right? Like, if we just hyper focused on like, hey, you know what's going on? I hope everyone's having a good night. I'm gonna tell you, I got some good Christmas. I got a great Christmas joke for you. Uh, my dad was an alcoholic and from New Jersey, and you know his favorite movie was Goodfellas. <laughs> and he made me watch Goodfellas when I was seven. Oh, boom! You know, joke. Um, whatever. It's a life experience. You can extrapolate it and, and break it down for what it is and write a joke about it. When you tell your therapist, like, oh, that's my joke. Your therapist is like, your father made you watch what? At what age? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, are you sure that's not trauma? And it's like, yeah, I'm sure. I'm positive it's not trauma, right? Like, I remember... One of my earliest memories, this is hilarious to me. One of my earliest memories was I went to see something about Mary in movie theaters with my dad. And I was maybe like fucking four years old. And there's a scene, if you haven't seen uh, something about Mary with Ben Stiller and Cameron Diaz, uh, there's a scene where Cameron Diaz uh, pulls uh what she believes is hair gel from ben stiller's ear and then like mooses her hair up and everybody in a theater is just like bawling and laughing so i'm four years old i'm laughing because everyone else is laughing and it looks silly like her hair is like sticking up and i like remember i turned to my dad and i'm like hey dad like what what the fuck what 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 is that what 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 just happened and he goes it's fucking cum (laughs) Like I'm four years old, I just laugh like whatever. I take it in stride. I don't, I don't know. I don't really know. Like I don't know what that is. But I'm. I my dad told me what it was. It was funny. But then like I didn't like walk around and tell people that. I didn't tell people like oh I went and saw this movie with this Cameron Diaz. Put cum in her hair. Isn't that funny? Like I didn't. I just I was mature enough for whatever reason to take that in. I used to. uh, It was like a party trick. Little um, Iranian uh, kid. I I would be able to quote uh, lines from Dirty Work uh, with Artie Lang and the great Norm MacDonald. I I n- can't even tell you how many times my dad, uh, whether it was like a Christmas party or whatever, we, we'd hang out with him and his buddies. He would just be like, hey, tell them the joke. And I'd just be like, "Uh, I, it would be Jack Warden's line at the end of Dirty Work where he's like, oh, now that they fixed my heart, I just need them to fix another part of my body. And the doctor uh, goes, oh, well, or, or Artie Lang's like, what part is that? And he goes, it rhymes with cock. That's what I, <laughs> literally, it's the first, I was, I was like seven years old repeating that joke to my dad and his friends. I thought that's funny. I'm 28 years old. I still think that's funny. Like, I don't find any issue with that. I understand why, like, the average child... Maybe you shouldn't be exposed to that at a certain age, but you take the pros and with the cons and I, I comedy, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to deal with life. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to deal with life if I didn't have it on my side and having a sense of humor. It's like important, you know, and, um, granted that was, you know, honored and catered to more than my math homework. Right. But Hey man, fuck it. You know, um, I'm happy and I, I, there's, there's elements of my life that I wouldn't rewrite. And I, and that's what I'm saying is it's hilarious because I'm sitting in therapy talking about this stuff and I'm thinking like, how does this relate to my joke writing? How does this relate? And it's like, you reflect on some of the things that you'd consider perhaps traumatic and you turn that into, you know, your own fucking comedic gold and you, you use it and you run with it. Um, it's great. It's really great. I hope you guys had a great week. You're not uh, dealing with too much traumatic horseshit. shit. Um, I'm trying to think about Thanksgiving. Like, do I have any, like, funny, I don't, like, that's the thing is I don't think, I feel like my Thanksgivings have always been kind of regular, like, as far as, like, my own personal experience. I mean, I know, like my grandfather gets hammered sometimes and says weird things, but like, that's not exclusive. It's not like exclusive to Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? That's just kind of like at any moment, at any time he could get hammered and say something that comes out of nowhere. Um, so it's not, you know what I mean? It's not like a holiday thing. Um, I am, I'm trying to think about what was it last week that I wanted to talk about, uh, that happened. Oh, so Thursday, I think it was, yeah, Thursday, I got this fucking notification in uh in my inbox uh from Instagram. And I had basically uh I, I was I was scrolling through Instagram, I got a notification on my phone, uh, and basically Dave Chappelle had posted some shit about um he was coming to LA or he was he was screening his documentary um which was untitled i believe it has a name now uh in la and i guess there was all this controversy around the closer his netflix special um caused something to happen to his documentary it's kind of unclear people were saying or he said that like studios wouldn't touch it and he can't stream it anywhere so he's independently presenting it on the road he's like doing tours with it screening it bringing his uh buddies out he did some shit with kanye and drake uh just the other night he did some shit with t pain and usher and he's making people like squash beef and shit and i was able to somehow secure tickets i didn't go to dave's show but i, I got to go to his uh the screening for his documentary and i guess this kind of ties into thanksgiving because his documentary is like heavily based on I, I want everyone to fucking see it but it's based on like community and like how you can, you know, bring people together and like Thanksgiving is supposed to be, you know, this non-racist whatever holiday about, you know, people breaking bread with one another and what are you grateful for and whatever. And he basically goes through in in intimate detail like his city and where he lives, uh, Yellow Springs, Ohio and like what he did during the pandemic to like bring a town together. And it's beautiful and really upsetting that you know, you you can't see it on a mass scale right now. And a lot of it is about like, um, you know, George Floyd and processing that. And it's like, it's just a great, great thing that he did for, you know, small business owners. He brought commerce to yellow Springs, Ohio, uh, and in only three months raised like $9 million in revenue, uh, for people just coming to see his little shows in these backyard, uh, venue. It's just, it's crazy. Like it's, it's just, what the power that you can, you know, the good that you can do with power in some cases, not all cases, because I feel like obviously people with power can be corrupt, right? But to be able to use your like economic power and your social power in that way to benefit your immediate community and your surrounding is amazing. And I feel like there is something positive to having that. Oh, well, you can make change locally, and it's sometimes the best way to do it. Like I always felt, you know, charity does kind of start from the home. It kind of does start from your backyard. I feel like to make an immediate impact, it's how you treat others. You know what I mean? And like you chip away at it every day. You're kind to people and eventually it spreads, right? Like the kindness you do to others, hopefully, you know, they do kindness to others as a result. So just really interesting. I hope that, you know, they see past all the, uh, the outrage around the closer and they, they end up fucking getting this documentary widely available. Cause I just feel like it's a crime not to, it's a fucking great piece. Um, and I, I, I was thoroughly impressed and I enjoyed it. Um, you know, so as listeners, I hope you guys get to watch it at some point too. And, uh, just enjoy the, uh, just what he was able to pull off. It's fucking nuts. Um, So speaking of community, speaking of enjoyment, speaking of Thanksgiving, hey, you want to enjoy that turkey uh, and not get stressed out by your fucking uh, gram gram or your grampy or your pop pop or your papa or your mama or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your partner or your whatever the fucking significant other is to you? Well, guess what? Lucy J CBD pre-rolls are your best bet. If you're trying to chill and relax after a long day, Lucy J CBD pre-rolls are your best bet. The CBD version of Lucy J is not intoxicating, but most people report a sense of well-being and uplifting mood from the CBD flower in the pre-roll. There's a calming effect from the CBD and terpenes in the premium hemp flower. Follow at Lucy J CBD on Instagram and Facebook and go to Lucy J motherfuckers and enjoy Lucy J at your home. They got the e-commerce up and running, from what I understand. I have no promo code for you right now, but hey, if you can't wait, go get your Lucy J, and let him know you where you where you found him from, bud. In uh, a website in our bio, um, you know, for the podcast. So if you're in the Apple Podcast Store, you can click on LucyJCBD.com right out of the episode. LucyJCBD.com. Enjoy it for Thanksgiving. I mean, a lot of people like to get really high before Thanksgiving. I'm not really like, I can't really get high anymore as it is, but I can't, I don't know. I don't really want to have munchies with Thanksgiving food because when I don't have munchies, Thanksgiving food already makes me feel kind of shitty. So to then have munchies and overindulge in the fucking food that makes you feel shitty sounds like a nightmare. I don't know if I'd fucking enjoy that. Um, but yeah, so Thanksgiving coming up. Uh, what else is coming up? Oh, I did a fucking episode of Tapped In. And a lot of you guys, first of all, thank you if you support the show. Um, TappedInMusic.com for all of our episodes. I did an episode of Tapped In this past week. And it again, the weeks have been getting going by fast as fuck. But I got to sit down and basically do an interview with this artist. He's an R&B artist. His name is T R E L L. And but before I do interviews, like, again, you guys get it. Like, I do stand-up and stuff. That stuff's written. Interviews are all on the fucking fly, and I don't do a lot of research. I got to be honest with you. I like to learn about the person when they sit down in front of me. And I like to have a conversation with them, and I don't like to make it too scripted, and there's some fucking things we always hit and talk about, but I found out as he was coming to the studio that he's from uh, Topeka, Kansas. I've never been, obviously. I don't know shit about Topeka, so I let him come and kind of like tell me what his experience was like growing up, and he he was describing an experience not that different from fucking my own, like just in high school, bullshitting, partying, fighting, shit like that, Um, but he, he did make a comment that was funny. He was like, yeah, you know, back then, if you wanted to settle some shit, nobody was shooting, you know, nobody was pulling a gun. Everybody would handle shit like fist to fist and just fuck each other up. And I said, you know, what's funny about that is back then you couldn't put your ass whooping on Snapchat. And we started laughing and I was like, to me, it's almost like the camera has become more dangerous than the gun because people are just nonstop snitching on each other and letting their friends get fucked up while they film or letting their friends get shot up and they just film the shooting. Like, it's so awful uh, what the culture has become just as far as clickbait and just, you know, watch this fucking quick video of my friend getting fucked up so I can go viral and then we'll start a GoFundMe for Like, it's just shitty. Like, I feel so bad for people in this generation that couldn't get away with shit. Like I remember growing up, like you could do a bunch of shit and not worry about the social media repercussions. Like it's just a fucking weird, wild time to be a kid. And T-Rell was kind of just describing like, okay, like how he got into singing and all this shit. And it's a really sad story. He had a best friend. They were in a car, car rolled like five times. Best friend died. T-Rell lived. His best friend was his manager. Um, and he had just started out making music And T-Rell continued, he pushed on, he's been making music for seven years, he's killing it now, Um, he's mastered the the business and the hustle, he got signed to Empire, he's the real fucking deal. But, during COVID, this goes back to Chappelle's documentary, T-Rell, in his little town of Topeka, Kansas, decided to try and make a reality television show. With his son. Now, his son suffers from. I think he said Down syndrome, but not only did he su- his his son suffer. He's like a. I think he's six or eight. Suffer from Down syndrome. He also uh, was diagnosed with cancer, and his kid is a cancer survivor. He's a fucking awesome kid. And they made a reality television series. I think he did six or eight episodes. If you watch the show, um, he talks about it. But he went and he shot it and pitched it during COVID. And it got fucking picked up by like Roku or something. So my point is COVID exposed a lot of people. We've talked about this. It showed the strength of people. It showed the weakness of people. It showed the strength of our systems. It showed the fucking weakness of our systems. But one thing that's fucking amazing is that... This kid from Topeka, Kansas, who was sleeping on couches, he was raised by his grandma, he was in and out of people's garages, he, now a stable man, is looking to give back to his community. He wants to build a fucking sound studio in Topeka so that kids in Kansas have something else to do. Um, an interesting thing, is he said, in Kansas, they essentially want to streamline you into just doing a trade. They just pay, they pay you to go to a trade school right out of high school. So like, you're not even, he's like, was telling me straight up, like, there's no way to be creative, like to have this like creative outlet there. You're automatically encouraged to, you know, work at the tire factory. And I just thought about how criminal that is, but also, hey, T-Rel exists, right? So more of him exists. He does, he serves his community more on a local level. Eventually he gets people doing more creative shit. It's that domino effect, man. Like it's really important, like to not lose sight of that. How impressive that is. Um, so, just some motivation for you lazy fuckers sitting in cubicles listening to me scream, um, <laughs> or in your car or whatever's going on. Uh, sometimes there's these phenomenal, phenomenal differences you can make, and you probably don't even know it. You know, join your local community, blah, 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 and and try to make an impact. Start your own shit. Um, There's, like, just so many different things you could be doing that are beyond you. And I've said it before on the show. Like, if you're not helping people, you're only helping yourself. If you're not doing something for other people, then you're just serving yourself. And that's kind of a, in my opinion, a little bit of an empty life. So think about what you can do this Thanksgiving week think about how you can give back to your community I don't care if you can't do a turkey drive fucking supply chains blah 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 go help out go donate go give fucking shoes away go to skid row and and pitch in um uh there's supposed to be a some kind of skid Row event David Sebastian is doing another dude that came on my show uh on Instagram at david Sebastian um he has some some kind of uh, a volunteer thing he's doing. He's doing turkeys, doing all kinds of shit. So again, there's so many things you could do to help: pitch in, send money, donate, whatever. I think you you don't have to give thanks. You don't have to eat stuffing. You don't have to apologize for the racism of the holiday. You don't have to worry about colonizers. Just just take the time off that you're being given. Be thankful. Thank your Christ. Thank your Lord. Thank your Buddha. Thank your Allah. Thank your Jesus. Thank your Moses. Thank your atheist. Thank your agnostic. Thank your universe. Thank your Buddha. I we're back at Buddha. Thank thank them all and then go out and do something for other people. All right. And stay away from Black Friday. Good Lord. Oh my God. Black fucking Friday. You know, I could spend like 20 minutes talking about that. If you, there's like, you need to figure out what your time's worth. This is a whole other thing that I'm going to get into at some point. But you need to figure out, like, listen, if you make, let's say you make $10 an hour, okay? And you are going to Black Friday. Now, to get to your mall or whatever to buy your TV, let's say the TV's 50 bucks off, right? To get to the mall to get your $50 off TV, it takes about an hour. You get there, you set up camp. Let's say that's another two hours. Now we're at three hours. You finally get into the Walmart to get your TV. You spend about an hour gathering it, finding it, fighting, punching grandmas, kicking toddlers in the head. I get it. You want a deal, right? But that whole process has now taken another hour. By the time you check out get home, let's add two hours. Ma'am, you're worth $10 an hour. You've just lost $80 th- in this whole process for the for, for gaining a $50 discount. Respect yourself, folks. Respect yourself. You don't need the discount. You don't, rather than go to the store, go to your homeless shelter and feed someone soup fucko. Better use of time takes less time pays you back times 10. And um, I mean, look, you want to go get a a smart toaster at 50% off and, you know, what's the highest price you pay? Your life when you get trampled? Have fun. Black Friday people are the fucking worst people on planet Earth. I lump Black Friday people with How's the weather outside, people? You know, water cooler folks and IPA drinkers? I lump them together. I lump you together. You are the lowest of the low. All right, have a good night. I hope you... <laughs> I'm just, like, shitting on... Um, yeah, uh, I can't do the Black Friday thing. It is a fucking... It's disgusting. Um, but, you know, you, you want to go pick up a gun, get in line... Do whatever you gotta do. That's you, man. It's not me. Can't do it. I can't do it. It's not an Iranian thing. It's not an American thing. It's not the way I was raised. I just I can't do it. There's no way I can fucking do it. It's disgusting. Um, it's gross. Uh, and it's a waste of your time and self-respect. So that being said, I hope you guys have an amazing week. I hope you don't let your fucking families or whatever the turkey, whatever you're going through, don't let it eat you up. If you need any help, send an email to the show at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram, unfunnykev. Follow me on Twitter, unfunnykevin. Go ahead and continue to subscribe. Share the show using unfunnykevin.com. If you can, you have an Apple iPhone, leave us five stars and a comment. If you've already left five stars, write a comment. Leave me something goofy. It's fine. Helps the show uh, tremendously, and again, thank you for listening every week. I can't do it without you, and I look forward to talking to you guys next week. I'm going to uh, put something on Instagram to see like what are your holiday traditions, did you have a good time, did you have fun, etc. cetera, and uh, thanks for supporting the show. Continue to support Tapton if you can at uh, Tapton In on Instagram and taptonmusic.com. I am gone. I hope you guys have a great week, and uh, we'll talk soon. Off and going. In order to win, you must be prepared to lose some and leave one or two cards showing.